and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Like, I don't think I've ever been, like, made more, like, viscerally angry by a joke than the fucking K, I'm almost ready thing. I don't know why that, like, really got under my skin. That really made me mad. And I'll admit, I'm perfectly willing to admit that that was, like, that's an insane thing to get that pissed about. But, like, my stomach clenched up, my hands balled into fists. Yeah. I was so angry. I think you're looking, you're looking for something to, like, just set you off. I think that's it. So it's, we've already, if this is our cold open, we've already talked about this a bit on the podcast. My car got broken into, and that was sort of the last, well, not the last, that was by this point in the middle of a long series of crimes that have happened like uh, right outside my doorstep. So now I'm in the middle of moving, and uh, I'm, I'll admit this to the listener as well, I was about 12 minutes late to our recording session here, and that's because I had accidentally packed some of the audio gear that I need to oh, no. to do the podcast. And so then I, I jump on Discord, and I'm trying to get everything ready. I'm in a rush. I'm feeling a little stressed out for being late, being rude to my friends, and I'm feeling very stressed worrying about all this, this, this moving stuff. And I say, Kay, I'm almost ready. And Marty, do you want to repeat what you said at, at that point, at yeah. that juncture? Yeah, Marty. <laughs> Who's K almost ready? That's a weird last name. Oh, my God. It's even worse the second time, I think. Now it's getting under my skin. Yeah, and <laughs> so it's been an hour since he said that because we had to stop everything and like have a breakdown of just like, what are we doing? Are we still friends? Do we... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Scott killed himself. I had to bring him back to life. Yeah, he had to resist. I'm a android now. I they yeah. uploaded my consciousness into a fucking uh, Keurig machine. <laughs> so now I can, you know, make snarky remarks about spoof movies and uh, single cups of coffee. <laughs> Welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs, the podcast about dumb shit. That was kind of uh, germane to the, t- you know, there would there would be like a talking Keurig in the space balls of Earth, I think. Yeah, that and uh, also in Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's like the Venn diagram, I think, is <laughs> in the middle of talking Keurig. This week we're reviewing Spaceballs, a 1987 science fiction comedy film co-written, produced, and directed by old spoof standard... Mel Brooks, featuring an all-star comedy lineup of Brooks, Bill Pullman, John Candy, Rick Moranis, I wrote Rock Moranis in here, (laughs) Joan Rivers, and more. This is a send-up of pretty much specifically Star Wars, with a few notable sci-fi franchises also spoofed on in really specific scenes. This movie received mixed reviews from critics, was not much of a box office success, despite being one of Brooks' most expensive spoof movies. This, along with History of the World Part 1, were sort of the slow descent of Brooks' spoof movie popularity. This was also made six years after History of the World, which was the longest gap between Brooks' spoof movies. Despite all of that, this movie is certainly a cult classic, with many of the more famous bits from the film transcending and lodging themselves into the collective consciousness of the people. The merchandising jokes, combing the desert, and others that we will certainly discuss in great detail. Gentlemen, what were your thoughts? I don't know about great detail. Are we going to spend 15 minutes on combing the desert? 
A. <laughs> I said other ones we'd go into great detail. Okay. On. I actually so I have a small one. foible to bring up with your um intro. Who who played uh, Darth Helmet or whatever in this movie? Rick Moranis. Now that pronunciation of the last name. <laughs> I've always Moranis. said it Moranis. And yeah, I feel like too. specifically because I think that's how he pronounces it. And I yeah. gotta assume the reason behind that being he, he's pronouncing his last name not as more anus. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. I'm on Scott's side. You know what? I wrote rock more anus on here. Oh, you wrote so three I, I, words. I, the word rock, the word more, and the word anus. That's his porn parody. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rock more anus like a wagon wheel, right? Yeah, yeah. rock more anus any way you feel. <laughs> Speaking of rock more anus, he's great in this movie. He's the best part of this whole movie. Mm-hmm. He, he is really good. Well, and I think we got to give credit to, just like in Star Wars, I think when he puts the helmet on, it's a different guy voicing the helmet voice. And I think we got to give credit to him because, you know, the delivery of those lines are also all very funny. Oh, I think it's definitely him just doing a deeper voice. I like we can verify this. I'll would like up. to know that. Should we just like stop while you do it or should we put it in no, post? No, keep going. No, I'll do a quick intro. Hi, I'm Kelly. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm one of the hosts. This is episode 70. It is January 20th, uh, Wednesday. It's a cool 36 degrees out here outside of Spoof Scoof Studios. Uh, we got traffic on the 405. It's always on the 405, isn't it's it? Where there's traffic. On four, we got traffic on the 405. They are still working on that construction to add that 17th lane. Yeah. <laughs> he does do the voice. He does do the voice. Oh, wow. Well, then even more credit to Moranis. Yeah. But is it him doing a lower voice or is it him doing a voice and then also an he- effect being added to it? I think it's just him lowering his voice and the fact that I think they actually just probably recorded him speaking inside of a helmet and that naturally kind of gives it that that effect. Whoa. At least that Marty, reverb. How did you know that? <laughs> how do you how did you know? Guys. Marty, did I've you recorded. major in filmmaking? <laughs> no, don't give Marty any fucking credit for uh no, no, for, don't give me any credit for, for audio mixing as far. Hey. I, uh, it's I believe <laughs> Marty and I worked on a feature film where he somehow made all the ADR sound like it was coming through speaking of Star Wars and helmets, a stormtrooper <laughs> helmet. Crank the mids, it sounds like a walkie-talkie for every line. I've gotten better Yeah, that, that at was that. years and years ago to be fair. So, yeah. <laughs> the last feature I mixed up sounds good. I mixed it well. Well, and that's how you got to you, you got to go through that walkie-talkie phase to get yeah. good. I think it's uh Right. Yeah. It's also ADR is so hard. And then, and so then hard legitimately that is how you know that oh that's is probably how they got that effect. Like we're joking like yeah. har har har, but that that is yeah. how you would know that is by you know, doing it on right. accident. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the Moranis stuff in this, great. Everything with the bad guys in this movie, great. Mel Brooks's character, the like president character, who's like this doofus, is fantastic. President Scroob. President Scroob. His the beam me up scene that goes on for so long and is so slowly edited, and then the big reveal being that he's trying to be beamed from one room to an adjacent room mm-hmm. so good it killed me i i forgot that was a joke in this movie i died i was like all of the stuff with the bad guys in this movie a plus a plus spoofing 
of Star Wars and this trope. I'm going to say it. I like the bad guy stuff better than the good guy stuff. The good guys are kind of boring. You, 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 you batted me home, Scott. That's what I was going to say. The book, the good guy stuff in this movie sucks. It's yeah. all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> I like Joan Rivers bot. I like her. Yeah. I think this is my introduction to John Candy. And I was like, why do people think he's funny? He's just in like a furry costume. You yeah. should watch <laughs> Uncle Buck. That's that's a good. That's a I've actually no, you're right. That's my introduction to John Candy. Andy, and I don't remember it because I was like five years old when I watched it. Oh, that's too young to appreciate that movie. He's also playing a deer in that movie, just like he's playing an animal in this movie, too. It's weird. Oh, good oh joke. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Between that and the fucking K, I'm almost ready. I, oh, God. I, <laughs> oh, no. Kelly actually stood up. He's leaving. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, our, our third, our third, uh, we, 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 Kelly left, but I, we're getting an, another co host to, uh, Replace it. Hello, hello there. Am I supposed I'm to play I'm the new co-host. Character? It's me, Kay. I'm Kay. I'm almost ready. Oh, no. I'm ready to record. No. Got him. Okay, no, no, no. Go away, Kay. Got him. But you invited me specifically, Marty. No, 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 I didn't. You Scott wanted did. me to be on here. No, I didn't want you to be on here. All right, uh, she's leaving. Yeah. She's leaving. Kelly's back. I, okay. Love the movie. I'm not shit i'm just these are just small critiques i think naming all the aliens after like food gets pretty old pretty fast they peak at pizza the hut i think and then it gets worse with like yogurt and all the other food references it's like is it did weird al help write this hey i'm not the first person to say this but pizza the hut is fucking yucky bro he is yucky that is a yucky practical costume effect yeah they did too good with that effect honestly tone Mm -hmm. it down with the effect (laughs) (laughs) we're talking a lot about how too, oh, practical effects are too good. Maybe that's why they switched to CGI in all these new movies. Yeah, people couldn't too, fucking handle it. It's too fucked it's up. Too it's too gross. Like, oh, God. A Robert yeah. Zemeckis CGI Pizza the Hut would not look nearly as disturbing as this. Yeah, it's bad. It's like the set of Double Dare uh, in one costume. I was also going to say, like, the bits with them, with the good guys in the spaceship and, like... uh john candy what was john candy's character's name even i barf. forgot barf Ar- barf oh yeah that was also the naming in general is just very like really bad for like most of the characters come I on think. president scroob you didn't like that not no not in particular right, something's wrong with you man He's named Lone Star, like Lone Star. that's that's the best thing you could come up yeah, with. yeah it was like a first draft and they just went with it um and then the other thing is just like they kind of try to give off this, like, oh, they're, like, you know, blue-collar mechanics. And it's like, yeah, that's the fucking vibe that Star Wars already did. So, like, you're kind of right. just, like, repeating it. You're not spoofing it. You're just, like, giving well, us no, the but they're adding the but they're adding, like, very, like, specific American blue-collar things. I feel like that's, like, where so much of the humor lies is, like, let's take this, like, Star Wars thing and then just, like, add, like, a very, like, relatable, like america in whatever year this was released context to it and that juxtaposition oh boy come on i think the problem with it is that they that that would be fine i think as like um a secondary main joke for that that part of the story right but the problem for me is that i don't think they found what would be funny about the characters of luke skywalker han and leia like i think they just like could not think of What's a funny take on that dynamic? And they kind of just 
combined all of them into two characters and it ruin it makes the main characters of this movie like unwatchable to me. Like Lone Star and the princess are like so irritating in this movie and not funny. Like it, it really it's a real bummer because everything else is so good. But that dynamic is like they just couldn't think of a good take on it. It feels like I don't know. You're going to have to edit out so many meows. Archie is going fucking ape shit for some reason. He loves, he loved that K almost ready yeah, joke. I think he's so. like, more, more, He's fired more. up, but seriously, he will not stop talking. More, more. That said, great movie. Classic, fun. Uh, I don't really have any like big problems with it that would say to, that would tell me, hey, don't, don't watch Spaceballs. Right. Um, I think it falls into like the classic Mel Brooks of like, he's, I don't know. He, if you're if you like Mel Brooks, you'll like this one. That's where I'm at. Yeah, Mel Brooks isn't for everyone. I get it, but this is kind of like you know, another dip in the stream. I don't fucking have any metaphors this morning. <laughs> another dip. I'll in say the like stream. I, I think uh, it. Yeah, it's like the focus on this movie is on making like super expensive, super complicated visual bits. And all of those are fantastic. Like, all that stuff still holds up. It's still funny. It's still a really clever thing. Spaceballs the movie and all of the uh, merchandising jokes, still funny. Like, there's so many, like, there's just so much cleverness put into some of the bits in this movie that that's why it's frustrating to me that's like, they didn't do that same thing for all of the storylines. But the bits are so fucking good. Some of these bits are probably, like, the best bits we've seen in the the spoof movies we've watched, I would say. All the Darth Helmet stuff is the best. Yep. Probably the funniest bit for me was uh, during the the big fight at the end, and then Darth Helmet just starts doing, like, high school bully shit to him. (laughs) He's like, I can't believe you fell for that. Oh, here, let me give it to you. And then he, like, throws it down, like, the fucking drain. And he's just like, what is with this guy? Like, just, like, him being, like, so casual about it was hilarious. Like, that, that, like, truly held up more than any. Like, I feel like I could see that in a comedy that came out this year and still laugh at it. Um, And the rest of the stuff is like, yeah, the yogurt stuff particularly is, well, yeah, it just sort of dips towards the third act. It's like they didn't really think of, again, like, it's like they just, they were like, let's just do Yoda. But they didn't, like, come up with, like, a joke about what's funny about Yoda's existence, maybe? I don't know. They just just did, like, like, what, Jewish Yoda, essentially, was the joke? yeah, Yeah, yeah. Those little guys coming in saying dink dink. Could have done hey, without it. You know who I was thinking about recently? Uh, Babu Frick from the newest Star Wars. Hey, oh he's my god. A cute guy. I wish he cute was in guy. this movie. I wish he was in Spaceballs, guys. <laughs> I want to see a Babu Frick parody. Oh man, Babu Frick is the best thing to come out of Star Wars in like the longest time. He'd be called like Cheese Dip or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. They would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Would have been dripping in cheddar. Uh, when they do the Spaceballs the movie thing, all the VHS tapes that are in Darth Helmet's collection are all Mel Brooks movies. That's a fun fact. Oh. That's a fun little... that. See, that, by the way, does a better job. I wrote this down. This does the... Mel Brooks movies being the only thing he has in his VHS collection does a better job of self-parody than all of Gremlins 2 combined. 
Like that's how you do self-parody. You do one little visual gag and we get it. We get it. You're making fun of the fact that you're doing, you know, that we get it. It's it's a one-to-one, very simple concept and you don't have to spend 90 minutes setting it up. Disagree. I think it just nails it. No Hulkamania. No <laughs> fourth wall. Well, they broke the fourth wall, but not in the they did theater kind of a type lot. way. The part, I hated it. They literally show a VHS copy of the movie in the movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think they weren't allowed to make merchandise for this movie either, if I'm not mistaken. That was one of the deals. George Lucas let them use all of the ILM sound effects and everything so that they could do, uh, just like, just make it more authentic. And then they, yeah, that was the deal as George Lucas, like, you can't make Spaceballs merchandise, though, because everybody will get confused. So that's probably why they made so many jokes about the Spaceballs merchandise in this movie. Yeah. Because they were like, well, we can't do it, so. <laughs> uh, I just wonder if there was other restrictions for space balls and like what they were allowed to parody and maybe that's why the hero side of the story was pretty flat right like that was like oh you can't make fun of this and they were yeah, like you can't okay, make fun well... of the incest in yeah. oh yeah i was gonna wonder had the third movie come out by this point yeah like, that's they another good question that there's a fucking brother sister kiss in this so this movie's 87 return of the jedi came in 83 so this would have been being made like right after it came out so they could have done that but they kind of just make fun of A New Hope. They really don't do much else besides that. Good call, though, because A New Hope's the best one. Isn't it? It's the Empire's the best one. Which one's the fifth one? That's Empire. All right, Empire's the best one. Never mind. They made fun of the worst one. One of the... Nah, it's not the worst one. We're not going <laughs> to no, get into this. This is not the podcast for this. I'm cutting no, us off. No, this is the po- no, Hang on, this is the podcast. We're not talking about. We're not going to do a ranker list of our favorite Star Wars. I'm done. All right, guys, top five Star Wars movies. Let's no, go. I'm list done. Star Wars so one, now. Star Wars two, Star Wars three, <laughs> Star Wars five, and Star Wars four. Scott's take. Scott's take on Star Wars is my favorite one. Yeah, they're all equally good. Because it's also incorrect. <laughs> a wild take. A wild. Take. I, I think we've, I think we've already talked about this on the podcast. By the way. Yeah, okay, then no more Star Wars But it's talk. been a while, so let's go into it again. <laughs> <laughs> Empire's the best one. Most of the rest of them are terrible. That's what I would say. That's a really fucking sick opinion, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> I like Scott's take because uh, it shuts down so many arguments. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, because like- that's, that's the other thing, too, is I think like uh, arguing about it is... Um, stupid because <laughs> the, <laughs> there are other kids movies it's uh, you might as well argue no. about like which harry potter is the best or is and which you can do which you can do but the you're it's one. just as stupid <laughs> what's the best uh land before time movie guys what's, like, what's oh, your favorite uh, land before obviously time? empire and all the rest have big <laughs> story arc issues <laughs> which one did littlefoot's mom die in one number one all right, the number two is the best one. I don't want to see death. Yeah, in a movie about then, oh my god, then you don't want to see the last extinct. one. Holy shit! If you don't want to see dinosaurs die, do not watch the last Dude, Land Before the Time. The last one they cause the ice age. They <gasps> they build a factory that causes the oh, ice. Oh, that's age. right. It leads into Ray Romano and uh, other guy from Ice Age. Mm-hmm. John Linguizamo, Dennis Leary. Yeah. Wow. Who would have thought? Uh, eight out of ten as a movie. If you like Star Wars, if you like Mel Brooks, go ahead, give this a watch. 
You probably already watched it if you're listening to this stupid fucking podcast. <laughs> You've likely seen this one. Uh, eight out of ten is a spoof. It sticks to the source material. It's fine. It's fine. It's fucking fine. I don't know what you want me to say. This movie's. It's it's like weird because I feel like we've been building this up so much and then we get to it and I just don't have that much to say about the movie. It's just like super middle of the line. It's not that polarizing. I have small issues with it, but it's still a good spoof and it's still a fun pastime. So that's my take. I will say, as a spoof and a movie, 7 out of 10 each. Because I feel like when you're watching a Mel Brooks movie, the quality of the spoof is the quality of the film. And this movie does spoof on Star Wars quite well. I agree with Kelly that it's like hard to have hard opinions about Mel Brooks's movies in general because it's just like they're just like sound. He's just like knows how to. Every movie is just like you can tell it's directed by someone who's extremely competent. That's that's one thing I'll say for these movies. Like every directorial decision is usually really like cons- like clear and it's always um, congruous with everything else that the movie is doing. So it always feels like there's a strong hand behind this movie. Uh, Mel Brooks, definitely, definitely a great example of the auteur theory. The auteur theory, he nails it. Uh, I think overall, yeah, the the stuff that it spoofs is really funny. The stuff that it hits and lands on is really great. The stuff that misses is like, meh, but the the good stuff is so good that it overcomes the weak stuff. Oh my so god. 7 out of 10. You're really hitting the song. I'm going to mirror what you said. The good stuff was really good. And the bad stuff was kind of not so much that, you know? And then middle of the stuff was, like, sort of in between the two. Um, but uh, Scott is mad at me. <laughs> Scott is so mad at me today. He's just coming after me for no, it's like It's like a Neapolitan Sunday here. The chocolate was chocolate, but the strawberry? Strawberry. <laughs> it tasted was more, like, sweet or something, kind of fruity. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, this uh, Spaceballs is a perfectly fine Mel Brooks entry i think it's kind of maybe part of the reason it's not hitting quite as hard as the other mel brooks's is because he's like stuck having to do the star wars stuff and like he i I feel like the strongest material in this movie is the stuff that um you could transplant into a not star wars parody but yeah that said as a spoof nine out of ten because i think you know it's it's it it makes fun of like the science fiction or like science fantasy idea without fully like i don't know ripping off like star wars shit or like making fun of they didn't feel like oh we need to do something with the stormtroopers and we need to do something with the lightsabers like it's um yeah i don't know and then as a movie 7.5 out of 10 that's pretty good there's also a great alien spoof in this movie too it's true. You get that Dude, as a little alien tag spoof. at the end. They go into Planet of the Apes. Yep. Um, get this guy some Pepto-Bismol. Hilarious line. Great line. Yeah. Kelly. Yes? Do you have a novelty song for us? I sure do. You guys ever be in that shopping mall and you hear song? <laughs> you ever go to a grocery store, you hear, you hear that, that, that jazzy... 80s music. Born in the USA. No, you're going to get us copyright. Stop, stop. (laughs) Uh, I'm doing Blue Blood by Heinz. Oh, God. Heinz Kaisling. Heinz Ketchup. I'm almost ready. (laughs) I-E-S-S-L-I-N-G. 
Kaisling. It's German. I should know how to pronounce it, but I don't. Uh, Blue Blood. I don't know why I picked this song. I'm going to be real. I heard it in a video recently, and it got stuck in my head, and I feel like I recognized it from probably other stuff that it's in, because I think it's royalty-free, but I'm not positive. Um, one of the things that I know it's in is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, as like a sort of background song. Um, but yeah, let's just give it a listen and then I'll have some other stuff that we can do afterwards. How about that? Yeah, this is um, this is what just was playing in the air in the fifties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if you ever see any footage of the fifties, it- when they say "Make America Great Again," this is the kind of shit they're talking about. Oh no, I don't want to think about that. Jesus, I do just love this as a piece of music, though. It's nice. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's a fun. I feel like one. I'm going ice skating. Back in the day, um, music didn't used to be about like riling up people you didn't have your skrillex you didn't you didn't have to wait for the bass drop yeah there's no yeah you you know in this song there's no fucking drop coming it's just uh it's just um pleasant yeah it's great it's a fun one so anyways when i hear this song what it really reminds me of is cartoon cartoons slash just cartoons in general it just feels like one of those pieces of music that they purchase the rights to because it's pretty cheap and you can kind of just throw it in any animation and it sort of works because it's got that rhythm it's got that syncopation whatever you want to freaking call it you music nerds uh so this week we're gonna do a little little true or false type thing i've got some failed cartoon pilots here i got a couple of categories five categories i'm gonna give you guys three Pilot names and a brief description. And you guys are going to have to tell me which one's fake. One of them in each category is fake. First category is technology. First pilot name is Control-Alt-and-Pete. After Pete spills a cola on his keyboard, his computer springs to life and refers to himself as Alty and assists him in dealing with the school bully. Back to backspace, a woman works in an alternate realm where computer deletions are dumped and dealt with accordingly, or Bobots, a team of quirky, gigantic robots work together to save the world from Dr. Roboto. Gentlemen, which of these three are fake? I'm going to guess number one. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, I'll go with C. Number one's correct. Scott gets nice. Scott get point. C wasn't even on there. Uh, <laughs> Nickelodeon. We'll do category Nickelodeon next. First one, constant pain. Follow the pain family as they protect <laughs> human civilization from every sinister force imaginable using an immense family fortune. Immense family fortune. Number two, the undies. Minnie and her airhead older brother Jesse are an investigative duo who solve mysteries surrounding their mall, their local mall. <laughs> oh my God, where do they come up with this stuff? Louis and Louis show, Louis the hamster and Louis the chameleon, need I say more? <laughs> Food Wars, 
Samson battles others with his cooking abilities. Which one's uh, real? Which one's buzz, fake? Buzz. Yeah. I'm going to say B is fake. Okay. I'm going to say one is fake. <laughs> Believe it or not, Food Wars is fake. What? Uh, <laughs> I just figured there was so little detail they, that, that they, you okay, couldn't pilots, possibly... This is a bad idea from the start, but I got too deep in making it. Because here's the thing. They're pilots, so you really don't have a lot of information to go off. Oh, <laughs> right, right. It's like right. these... Okay, I was going to say, I don't remember, you know... I feel like if there was a show on Nickelodeon called Constant Pain that was, like, airing, I would have heard about it by this so, point. So, that one, that one has the most interesting... Point. It has the most interesting backstory because... I think the pilot was like successful and they ordered um more episodes of it but then they canceled the order because of 911. They thought that it was too violent. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, this also I thought this would have been from like a couple of years ago. That's wild that These are in, all like from the last it's it in ranges the year from, like, 2000. They're like we're going to put a show on called Constant Pain. Constant Pain. Yeah. That one was a weird one, and I, it was also surprising that it was a Nickelodeon pilot, but yeah. I think just post-9-11 Nickelodeon, they were like, no violence, only Nerf mm-hmm. guns. No pain. As, right. Yeah, no pain. <laughs> uh, we'll go to Cartoon Network next. Uh, first one is Jammers, cast of three frenemies shambling through troubling teenage times. Diggs, Tailwagger, Galactic Rover, a dog in space. <laughs> could be a buzz, buzz, no. buzz, buzz. Uh, Ghost roommates, a full-time ghost hunter, tries to hide his ghost roommates from his employer. Private Eye Princess, a noir-style medieval sleuthing princess. Buzz, it's gotta be B. B's gotta be fake. That's too, that's too up Kelly's alley to not have been made by Kelly. Scott? Uh, for fun, I will say three. Scott's right. Two points. Whoa! Scott. Damn it! Diggs Tailwager. Damn it! I t- honestly watched it, and that's the best I could do for a description. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was too. It was yeah. Uh, we'll do Adult Swim as the fourth category. The Finkel Files, which is a young Jewish detective solves <laughs> mysteries. The Grocery Guidelines. Mouths are added to still images of groceries while they commentate on grocery shoppers. And the Lewis Lectures. A dog named Lewis gives lectures on how to act as a dog. These are so... That's a tough... That's a tough Buzz category. Buzz, I'm going to say number one. I'll go B. All right. Marty gets a point. Ooh, He's back in God. it. Uh, yeah. Finkel Files was not fun to watch. I scrubbed through that. <laughs> and then the Lewis Lectures was starring uh, Jack Black as the dog. It was a weird one. Whoa. We'll go to the last category. This one's worth two points. All right. Category is Royland of Rick and Morty fame, Justin Royland. Mm. The Poloni family comedy show. Leroy Poloni, drunk grandpa Poloni who belches a lot, and Marty Poloni host this comedy show from their living room. Toro and Moro. Mostly normal man Jerry lives at home with his daughter who has adopted two phallic creatures, Toro and Moro, who encourage the daughter to get up to high drink. High drink? The Unmarketables. A normal-looking animated family goes to visit an unnaturally drawn new neighbor, Poopy Butthole Pooerson, and his Morty-looking roommate. Poopy Butthole Pooerson belches quite often while he talks. So there's two belch characters so <laughs> far. Hey, there's so far. Birdworld. An alcoholic belching older gentleman uh. and his younger partner are a pair of humans are adopted into a family... 
The family that adopts them is a group of talking cats. This guy really thinks it's funny when people be belching. He just, okay, watching his pilots, he just has like the same four characters, and I think he was just waiting for them to hit, and they hit with Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I knew before you started, I was like, I know most of his shows were pretty much Rick and Morty <laughs> yep. before he made they Rick absolutely and Morty. Like, I know are. most of it is. <laughs> it was a f- I'm going to say... I'm buzzing in, and I'm saying all of them are real. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. I'm going bold. I'm going bold, bold. Choice, bold. Trick choice. question. Well, then just for fun, I'll say uh, uh, three. <laughs> you guys are both wrong. It was Bird World. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's the one that sounded the fakest. I was just, I just made, I just added a belching character and <laughs> a Morty-like sidekick. So Scott takes it. Fun quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Scott. Good job, Scott. I feel better now. <laughs> I'm not stressed out of my mind any longer. <laughs> oh, oh, just fuck. you wait. Just you oh wait. no, oh no, Marty. Uh-oh. Speaking of Rick and Marty, <laughs> oh. <laughs> drop that O and add an A, and you got me. Hey, you got a novelty product for us to critique the shit out of? This week's novelty product is. A banana phone holder. That's right, a phone holder shaped like a banana. I have not opened this yet. I was gifted this for Christmas. It's, um, you could say it's a banana stand. It might be a banana stand, even, you might say. Remember that show, Arrested Development? Oh, I do. There, there was, was a money banana in stand, that stand on that. Yeah. I bet the, oh my god, I bet the guys who invented this had a lot of fun saying stuff like that. So there you go. You can see how it holds the, it works pretty well. It's got a, it's, whoop. <laughs> well, not that well. <laughs> but hey, it's a banana. It's slippery, you know? It's, yeah. Oh, speaking of that, Scott. Oh no. For this week's quiz on my novelty product, I outsourced. I asked my wife. Cool. I asked her, uh, help me, uh, you know, brainstorm a novelty product segment for this this product. And she helped me come up with a quiz called, Who Slipped on My Banana? So for this week's, I'm going to play you... Cue the theme song? I might make one. (laughs) I'm going to play you audio clips of people slipping on a banana peel. Then, one of you is going to guess, you can guess one, one of the following, you can guess what this clip is from, who slipped on the peel, or uh, what was the other thing? <laughs> yeah, no, just those two things. Basically, what's for, what's it from, or who slipped on this peel? Hell yeah. This is like, this is what I've trained for. I've been doing this podcast so that I could do something like this on like a Ken Jennings hosted shitty TV show. Let's <laughs> well, go. not anymore. <laughs> I will say a couple of these might be a little tough, but most of these should be pretty easy. So we're going to go with number one first. I'm going to try to just upload this to Discord if I can. I sure hope you can. This is going to be really hard if you can. Oh, I hope it works. Is it a wave? Is it an MP3? Oh, it's an MP3. Of course it'll work. So play yourselves number one. What? And the results? (laughs) Speak for themselves. You can guess any time, guys, whenever you feel like you have an idea. The Simple Life? Ooh, look, Scott goes with the simple life. Is Kelly? this like... Uh, and I'm going to guess Nicole Richie. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like TV bloopers? I kind of want to let you guys guess until you get it, but I feel like you might not get Wait, it. Can, so can you gonna... give us a hint? Can you give us a hint? If we're both wrong, give us a hint and we can try to narrow down. Yes, you're both incorrect. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. 
<laughs> it is not America's Funniest Home Videos. America's this... Slipperiest Home Videos. Ooh. <laughs> so what I'll say was um, this was not – this was a person uh, attempting an experiment with banana peels. <gasps> Bill Nye Myth the Busters. Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Oh, Scott gets get it. it. It was Mythbusters. And I'm going to say Jamie Heineman. Uh, was the myth busted or was it uh, uh, plausible? Mm, to be determined by post-production, Marty, oh, <laughs> answering your question. <laughs> no, oh, my God. Marty, you do not have to look up whether it was plausible. I know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, the person who fell was the other guy, not the... Because Jamie's the serious one. Adam right? Savage. Yeah. Wait. He is the one who fell. Savage? Is it Adam yeah, Savage? Yeah, he's Savage. Cardi B. Oh, God. Someone's yelling in their car at us again right now. <laughs> Please yell at us if you've got a suggestion. Number two is uploaded. Oh, okay. It's Billy the O'Doyle family, Billy Madison. Uh, we'll split it. We'll because we'll I said who slipped. He said yeah. the film. You guys split it. Yes, it's the famous moment from Billy Madison when the O'Doyle family. Hey, much like a banana. a banana. The field. inspiration for all of Mario Kart, I believe. Yes, <laughs> that scene. somebody working at in Japan at Nintendo Corp saw Billy Madison and was like hey (laughs) and number three on the way mamma mia oh Mario Kart and I'm gonna say Peach (laughs) it was Peach who slipped listen to the whole clip I added a little oh okay so it was Mario that slipped Yep. Didn't, okay, I don't think so you, I wrong. think it was actually Peach, and then you added Mario in. So it was actually a the clip I played is a compilation of people throwing the banana peel in Mario Kart, oh. and I added in Mario saying "Mamma, Mamma Mia." Mia. Should have done Toad. Well, all right. I guess the the platform, but I the character goes to Kelly. So yeah, I actually don't know who's leading. Then Scott has got. I think Scott three of Scott's these. leading because he got the first one. Yeah, yes. I think I'm it took me one too long to, to get Adam Savage to get a point for that. So three, three to two. I'll let it well, go. He three also to two. said it was not him; it was the other ones. <laughs> kind of <laughs> narrows it down yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, this one's probably the hard one. Ooh, ooh, ooh! It's Pokemon. Hold on, fuck. Is that Bulbasaur? Yes, Scott oh, gets it exactly. Damn, Scott. Well done, holy Scott. Holy shit. Got a good ooh, ear. Ooh. So Scott's already got the win. We're going to say this last one is worth 900 um, points. Five points. <laughs> yeah, 900 points. Whoever guesses it first gets the points. So here's number five. SpongeBob, how's it going? Patrick, banana peel, don't! What did you say? <laughs> Who could this be? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna Finn guess from Adventure Time. Uh, Madeline Albright at the uh, NATO convention. Marty, don't give me any hints. Don't give me any hints. It's not. It's not Madeline Albright. Was it Ant Man and Avengers? It's not Ant Man. Okay, Ant Man and Ant Man versus. Was and the it Wasp. George H W Bush right before he puked on that guy? No, not George H W. Oh, it's George W Bush when he was doing oh that God. dance. I can't believe you guys aren't getting this. I thought this was the easy one. 
Okay, Wait a it was, minute. Um, was it Sponge Robert Rectangle Pants' best friend? Oh, you're so close. Patty Triangle? <laughs> oh, God, you're so close. Oh, I just want to tell you so bad. <laughs> I think we'll just have to leave it at that. I don't think right. we're ever going to get the answer hey, to that. Well, I guess I win then. Huh. You yep. know, tweet Congrats. at us your answer for this one because we, we weren't able to get yeah, it. Yeah, so you, you guys might win those 900 us. points and then weirdly for the first time in Spoof Scoof's Novelty Songs history, a listener would be the winner of the quiz technically that's true hey have at it tell us your thoughts that's the end of the banana what what was it called again who slipped on my banana peel that's the end of who slipped on my banana peel so you put all those banana peels down you were like going through like a like a (laughs) multiverse thing cereal banana peel oh my god you prick yeah I saw Spider-Man on the way. We waved. In uh, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong had an animated show. How many times do you mm-hmm. think they did that gag? How many times do you think they threw that banana peel gag? Out? Uh in in just the theme song alone, nine different times. <laughs> oh shit! If you like, there's a website that um, compiles tropes. So it's it's called like Movie Tropes or TVTropes.com or something. And this is a page on them as banana peels. That's one of the categories. Is like it's just like, it just says like obviously in the Donkey Kong show there were a ton of banana peel gags. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like I was like I'm not looking that up. What about no no way? <laughs> what's what's like the for- first recorded banana peel slipping? I imagine ooh, it's the Flintstones ooh. because that um, show was made. In it was BC. in the fucking Bible. It was Adam. <laughs> The forbidden fruit was a banana. Mm-hmm. The snake was like, ooh, just leave that banana peel on the floor. Nothing bad will happen. Yeah. So it's attributed to like a vaudeville comedian named Sliding Billy Watson. <laughs> ah, of course. Who invented it. So yeah, this has been around since like the eight, the late 1800s, early 1900s. This was like, this was a gag that started happening. It, it's in like tons of silent movies uh, have like various like banana peel gags. It's, what? It's an icon of spoofery and novelty i would say wow did you ever test it out when you were a kid no yeah oh, it, uh, I, the fuck I, is wrong with you i think i did yeah <laughs> i i sure as shit tested and it guess out. what if it's on the right surface those those little guys are slippery yeah it's real it's based on a real thing yeah you step on it, it turns into a freaking lube. Crazy. When I, speaking of moving, when I'm sliding, like when I need to move like my kitchen table across yeah, the linoleum it. floor, <laughs> what I'm going to do, <laughs> well, first I'm going to enjoy four bananas. <laughs> also, kitchen tables like usually aren't that heavy. You can just pick yeah, that up. hey, let me have this, all right? God. All right. <laughs> 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 Oh, God. Uh, well, you never said what you're going to fit. You, you got to tell oh, us what you're oh, going to do. You're leaving see, I us thought, I, thought I, I thought I walked you there and you maybe had the rest. Well, I'm going to put <laughs> yeah, four I, banana peels under each leg of that table and scoot it along to the door and then pick it up and <laughs> carry it the rest of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you hit any stairs, that have to go up. Oh, you're so That's screwed. what I'm saying. That's, but for that you're first, screwed. like, four feet to get to the door, oh, my God. That's going to be good shit. A joy to the senses. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm done. That's going to I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to do it for us this week. Yeah, next week we're doing a uh, long shot. <laughs> Thanks for listening Appreci- everybody. Appreciate it.